happy Wednesday. I know I'm late. Um, yesterday was my wife's birthday. I had to take care of that and, um, you know, make sure she was happy. And, uh, you know, Monday things just didn't work out for me to be able to, uh, schedule time in to do the podcast. So I hope everybody had a great weekend. Um, hope you guys got the, the opportunity to, uh, not only watch some matches, but maybe, you know, spend some time with the family. Um, here in Texas, we had that, what was it? Hurricane Beta, I guess. It's gotten so bad that we've run out of names for uh, for hurricanes for the year. Um, so I guess the next one will be Gamma. But um, we had that going on, so it was like raining all weekend. And it just, well, actually, the weather wasn't terrible, I guess. But early, like Sunday and Monday, Tuesday, it was, it was pretty bad. So, um, and even today, the sun was out for a little bit, but it's been, uh, it's been pretty cloudy and cool, you know. Spring is officially, or excuse me, spring. God, I'm getting ahead of myself. Fall is officially here. Summer is over. Um, luckily, here in Texas, you know, we don't have to really deal with, like, the cold, cold. You know, no scraping frost off the windows or anything like that. But, uh, you know, it does kind of suck that summer's over. And, uh, you know, most of us didn't even get, like, a real summer this year. We just had to sort of deal with, you know, what was going on, I guess. Um, a lot going on in the football world. Um, I'm going to try to cover as much of it as I can. Um, my notes might seem like they're all over the place, but you know, just bear with me. Um, all right. So for, like I mentioned last week that I was going to go over my predictions for the top five leagues in Europe for this coming season. So obviously the season started, you know, right off the heels of last season for most, you know, most of the leagues with the exception of France. Um, so it seems like some of the players and, and teams are getting like a really, really quick start because there's none of those woes where all oh, the players have been off for a month. Then they go into like a training session or whatever, you know, a preseason, and then they kind of find their legs in, you know, the end of September, early October, which is always weird to me because in Germany, that's like when it's really, really cold. But it seems like that's when the players finally get over that that kind of summer rust, I guess. But, um, this year they don't have that, um, which is good for people watching different fans and spectators, but I think it's bad for, it'll be bad for the leagues overall. Keep in mind, you know, the players didn't have like a busy summer, a lot of them, especially in Europe because, you know, COVID and Euros were canceled or postponed. Same thing with the Copa America, but now it's going to be on the flip side. So now you have players that started playing in, you know, June, in Germany's case, it was May, June, July, started playing again then. Then they roll straight into the new season. And then for, you know, most of the top players, at least that will play for their national teams, um, it's going to be rough because they're not going to have a summer next year. The Bundesliga is probably going to end um, in May, I believe. And, you know, just for example, I don't know, I don't know all of Europe, <clears throat> excuse me, but um, Bundesliga is going to end in, in May. And the Euros is going to start in June. So these guys are not going to get much time to uh, to rest and recover. And hopefully that doesn't lead to more, you know, injuries towards the end of the season within within Europe. Um, I, I think it, you know, I, the same thing would have happened last year, essentially, um, if we would have had the Euros. But a lot of the players, specifically the players that are called to national teams in Europe, would have had more time been given more time by their clubs to, you know, rest after the competition, ease into their new club season and, 
you know, they're just not going to get that this time. So, you know, two seasons in a row, two summers in a row, I should say, that's that's pretty rough playing a full league season, even though, you know, this year people say, oh, the players, you know, they got they got the covid break. These guys are still training, but at the same time, they, they weren't doing it with their with their clubs. So a lot of them fell off. I remember when the German league first started back up. A lot of the commentators were saying, oh, I didn't know such and such had a belly, you know, because these guys are always like in peak physical condition. But then you have them basically restricted to their houses or apartments. Who knows what they're eating? A lot of them, I'm sure, are eating like, you know, carry out takeaway type food because they're not going to the training facility and getting, you know, meals cooked and prepped for them. So some of the guys, I don't want to say they were fat, but some of them looked like us. They looked like normal people with regular bodies when the seasons first started. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how they are come next summer because, you know, they started and uh, had that break. You know, they got back into shape and now they're just going to be running basically for a year. The Bundesliga isn't even going to have a winter break this year. I think they might get like 10 days maybe, but usually right before Christmas until the last week in January, the German league is off. That, that won't be the case this year. So I'm, I'll be interested to see how, you know, that plays into team performance, injuries, and whether or not specifically in the Bundesliga, you know, that's the league I follow the closest, um, if, you know, Bayern can be challenged this year. You know how much I, I can't stand Bayern Munich. <laughs> we'll, we'll see what happens. So I'm just going to go uh, league by league, top five leagues in Europe. Last year, I, I added Portugal to it. I ended up last season not watching a single match of uh, the Portuguese league, um, which, you know, is weird, but last season was weird. So, all right, here's what I got for Ligue 1 in France. Um, you know, despite them having a horrible beginning to their, their new campaign, I have PSG winning the league, Marseille finishing in second, Lyon in third, Nice in fourth and Lille finishing fifth in the Bundesliga. As much as I hate to say this, but you know, I mean, nobody's really challenged them lately, even though, you know, there have, I guess you can say been a couple of seasons recently where in like December or whatever, people were like, Oh, Bayern Munich isn't on top of the league. You know, cause remember last year, last December, uh, Borussia Mönchengladbach was on top of the league at Christmas. And, you know, Byron came back and still won the league, even though, you know, the season was weird because of COVID or whatever. But um, I, I can't really see anybody challenging them, especially with them coming off of, a, you know, that Champions League win. But this season going to be unlike, you know, any other. Might be some injuries later on. Who knows? Byron might have to actually go to the winter transfer market, maybe buy some players. We'll, we'll see, you know, but for the Bundesliga, this pains me to say, but. I got Bayern Munich winning it, RB Leipzig in second, Borussia Dortmund in third, Bayer Leverkusen in fourth, and Borussia Mönchengladbach in fifth. It hurts me to not put, you know, my team Stuttgart in there, but uh, I will be happy if Stuttgart finishes, you know, between like 10th and 15th. Um, I think I'll be I'll be pretty happy if they finish in there. Well, maybe not 15th, 10th to 14th. Um, I just don't want them getting relegated again. Um, if they can challenge for top 10, you know, that'd be great. But uh, I don't know. We'll see. Got a long season ahead of us. So, all right. 
uh, Siri, ah, I have no reason to believe that uh, Juventus will not win it again this year, but Inter Milan did look good to finish the season despite losing the uh, Europa League to Sevilla. Um, but, you know, we'll see. They are, they're just the dominant team. They are the Bayern Munich of Italy. Um, so I have Juventus finishing in first, Inter Milan in second, Atalanta in third, uh, Napoli fourth, and then Roma fifth. Now, those three, four, and five slots, who knows? Because anything can happen to Atalanta. They've had two really, really good seasons back to back. So I don't know. We'll see. But I think last year they finished third. Um, we'll see. I definitely didn't have them in my top three for last year. I'd have to look that up. Um, I know I posted that on my on the Instagram for the podcast. So I'll have to look that up and see. But um, they're just one of those teams that's been surprising people. So um, let's see. La Liga. Um, this last year, somehow Real Madrid managed to, uh, to win it. So I have them winning it again, um, with Atletico Madrid, uh, finishing in second. They've just had a pretty big signing for them, um, happen over the last day or so. Um, got Barcelona in third. Now, the only reason I put Barcelona, you know, behind Atletico and Real Madrid is because at the end of last season, they kind of had an implosion players said they wanted to leave. Messi was really, really close to leaving. If it wasn't for COVID um, and the dates and the timing, Messi would, he'd be playing probably in Man City right now. He probably would not be in Barcelona. Um, you know, Barcelona obviously would have still gotten a coach, a different coach, except the end was not making the players happy or whatever. Um, but if it wasn't for COVID and how it pushed the season, if the season would have ended, you know, normally in May, and the exact same thing happened um, that June 10th date Lionel Messi would have said yo I'm out and there would have been nothing that Barcelona could have done because legally they wouldn't have had a leg to stand on they they give him this contract that says he can leave at the end of every season if he wants we'll see if that's still the case I think it is um, for next season so there's the possibility that maybe he won't be there next year but I just don't see them bouncing back from the, the terrible year that they had by Barcelona standards, because if that was like Stuttgart, I'd be I'd be happy. Um, but yeah, we'll, we'll see. We'll see how that works. Um, so, sorry. I had Real Madrid in first, Atletico Madrid second, Barcelona third, Sevilla fourth, and Valencia fifth. All right, so last but not least, top five in Europe. Um, you got the Premier League. Now, this one is always the toughest to... Um, to figure out, I mean, you, you pretty much know that Tottenham is going to be somewhere in the top five, typically. Um, and, you know, with Liverpool and Man City, the way they've been playing lately, you, you know, it's, it's always pretty much a battle between those two. Um, but for me, even though, you know, Liverpool had a great season last year, they had a great season the season before, um, just missing on the league by one point to Man City, I still personally believe that Man City is the better team. Now, they got outperformed last year by Liverpool, but in my personal opinion, Man City is the better team. So with that being said, I got Man City first, Liverpool in second, this hurts to say too, Tottenham in third, Arsenal fourth, and Man United in fifth. So, um, you know, there's a lot of teams that have been, you know, kind of, I guess like waiting 
um, to include Leicester City. I mean, they were they were like right there last. They were in second place for you know a really really long time, and uh, they they just weren't able to pull it off. So, like I said, the Premier League is really really hard to predict, and I could be completely wrong. I mean, who knows? Tottenham could win the league. Let's hope not. But Tottenham could win, or Arsenal could win the league. You know, but uh, I just think Man City. I think they have the best team in the Premier League. They just didn't show it last year with the league, um, Champions League this year. We'll see. I think it'll be different, um, but uh, but we'll see. And another reason that I'm basing this off is um, because we saw how difficult of a time um, Liverpool had against uh, Leeds. I mean, that, you know, it's first game of the season, whatever, but uh, they just seem to have a difficult time. They couldn't, like, figure them out. So... If, you know, and Bielsa is a great coach. So we'll see how the second leg for that goes, the, the return fixture, um, when they play right after Christmas. Um, we'll see how that goes, because who knows? I, I think Leeds could definitely take some points from uh, from Liverpool. And they're going to surprise some other teams. So who knows? Liverpool, or not Liverpool, excuse me. Leeds could potentially finish outside the relegation zone, like well outside of it. But we'll see, you know. Uh, I think it's it's been their time for a while. 16 years out of Premier League, whatever. Um, but they didn't make my top five, but that's who I got. Man City, Liverpool, Tottenham, Arsenal, Manchester United. All right, so we'll see. We'll see how that goes. Um, all right, um, I'm going to take a quick break right here. Right here. French League, you know, despite the fact that they ended so, you know, before anybody else, they just called the league quits. Um, There's only a couple other leagues, I think, in Europe that did that. Um, I think the Dutch League did it and the Belgian League, I believe. But um, they were obviously the first ones to come back to start their um, 2020-21 season. If that confuses me saying that whole time, 2020-21 season. Um, so they're already four match days in. Um also keep in mind this year that they got rid of the um the coupe de la ligue so the the league cup in france is is no more they only have the uh the coupe de france and la uh league on so their schedule is a little less congested so that kind of worked out that they had a plan to get rid of the coupe de la ligue for a couple of seasons now last year was the final year of it and i guess it just kind of works out helping the players out this year um because of you know the covid condensed season and um you know like i said they're four match days in got some results here um so on friday we had uh leon and nem play to a zero zero draw on saturday we had uh len two to one over bordeaux it's actually long i don't know why i always say len because it's spelled lens but it's long uh two to one over bordeaux um ren two to one over monaco on sunday Despite you know Neymar being out, um, Mbappe being out, he he posted a, a picture the other day. So I think he's out of the the COVID uh, like protocols or whatever uh, his quarantine period. But Mbappe should be back shortly. But um, PSG beat uh, Nice three to zero. Mets two to one over Rem. Uh, Montpellier four, Angers one, Brest two, Lorient two. Excuse me, Brest three to two. Uh, Strasbourg 1, Dijon 0, Nantes 1, 
Saint Etienne two, and then Marseille and Lille played to a one one draw. So after four match days, the top six in Ligue 1 are Saint Etienne with ten points, Rennes with ten points, Montpellier with nine points, um, Lyon is in fourth with nine points, Lille in fifth with seven points, and then Monaco is in six with seven points. Bottom of the table, I'm in 18th. We got Strasbourg with three, Rem uh, in 19th with one point, and in last place we got Dijon. Still have yet to win a match. Um, as I mentioned, you know Neymar, he was given a two-match ban um, after what happened in the, uh, the Marseille match, um, and you know the French Federation and the league—they're both investigating, you know, what was going on. <clears throat> I've seen videos and read reports about. <laughs> the the French Federation like hiring lip readers so they can know what the conversation was between Neymar and the other player. We'll see what happens. Neymar's claiming that he racially abused him. The other player, I guess, said that Neymar said some um, sexually explicit or inappropriate things to him or some homophobic things or whatever. Um, so I guess we'll see. Um, you know, that, that sucks for them. Of course, he only has one more match out. And as I mentioned, Mbappe will be coming back in. Um, and like I said, I still I still believe that they are going to win the league, um, just because there really is there seems to be no real challengers outside of Marseille, maybe um, in France for PSG. All right, so let's move on to the Premier League. We have match day two on Saturday. We had uh, Everton five, West Brom two. Leeds got their first win back in the Premier League, four to three over recently promoted Fulham. Uh, Manchester United one, Crystal Palace three. That was a, especially at Old Trafford. That you just don't expect Manchester United to lose a match like that this early in the season to a team like Crystal Palace. Not to take anything away from Crystal Palace, but um, with the, the the amount of talent that Manchester United have, there's no way they should have uh, dropped points there. Um, so we had Arsenal two, West Ham one. Then on Sunday we had uh, Southampton. Get beat by Tottenham five to two. Uh, Brighton and Hove Albion shut out Newcastle three to one. Liverpool uh, two to zero victory over Chelsea, and then Leicester City four, uh, Burnley two. And then on Monday we had Ashton Villa one, Sheffield United zero, and then Manchester City defeated Wolves three to one on the road. Um, so in my, in the last episode I talked about uh, Gareth Bale. And, you know, their Real Madrid possibly being able to secure his exit. Um, obviously, if you've been reading the news, it went through and he has gone to Tottenham on a loan deal that could become permanent by the end of the season. That seems to be how they do most of these deals now. Um, it, it's good for both clubs. You know, Tottenham, they get a player that they can that can really, really contribute. Man City gets rid of a player that, you know, some could consider him like toxic to the to the dressing room. He was getting upset when he wasn't playing. Uh, Zidane did not have him as part of his plans moving forward. Um, he was set to make 30 million euros this season and then another season where he made 30 million euro. I don't know the specifics about the loan deal, but I'm pretty sure that Tottenham is going to be paying him 15 million euros a year. So 50% of his bill or his wages, I should say. And then Real Madrid will also be paying 15, um, which sucks. 
you know, for Real Madrid, but it's good for Chelsea. I mean, they, they get a good, they get a good player and it's good for both. And it's good for the player too. He gets to be closer to home, I guess. He's back in the Premier League, back in a team where he, uh, you know, used to play with. He's going to have plenty of places to play golf. Um, you know, and he'll get to play more, obviously, because he wasn't getting selected to Real Madrid. And, um, you know, now he'll uh, be able to contribute. So um, I wish him luck. I guess we'll uh, <laughs> we'll see what happens. All right. So uh, Serie A also had match day one. Um, on Saturday, we had uh, Fiorentina 1, Torino 0. Uh, Hellas Verona and Roma played to a 0-0 draw. Uh, Parma lost 2-0 to Napoli. Genoa 4, Cretone 1. Sassuolo and Caligari played to a 1-1 draw. And Juventus 3, Sampdoria 0. That was the debut match for uh, Andrea Pirlo as the manager for Juventus. Uh, Ronaldo scored in that match. Um, there's no reason to believe that just because they have a new manager, a rookie manager at that, that um, there's going to be any slowing down of Juventus. I don't, I don't know who's going to win the Champions League last year. I, I, you know, I predicted that uh, last season. I didn't predict. I guessed that uh, Juventus would win it. They got knocked out by Lyon. I don't think they're going to win it this year either. Um, you know, they do have a great team. Pirlo is a new manager. They'll probably win Serie A. No issues. Champions League is a different story. So, especially with the way that a lot of other teams, even other teams in Italy have been playing. I don't think that they're going to they're gonna really go too far. They'll probably win their group in the Champions League. But, you know, we still have a month, a little over a month um, to see. Uh, actually, no, I think the. Isn't it October 1st is actually the, the group stage draw for the Champions League. So we got like a week to figure out who's going to be playing who. Oh, man. I got to start planning that show. All right. Um, on Monday, we had AC Milan 2, Bologna 0. So, um, you know, because of COVID, which I'm tired of saying, um, match day one for six teams is actually going to be next week, um, next Wednesday. So we got uh, Benevento is going to be hosting Inter Milan. Udinese is hosting Spazia and Lazio will be hosting Atalanta. So they'll play, pretty sure they're playing this weekend and then they'll play next week um, for their match day one matches. All right. Uh, moving on to Spain. Saturday, we have Villarreal 2, Ibar 1, Getafe 1-0 over Asasuna. Celta Vigo 2, Valencia 1. On Sunday, we had uh, Huesco 0, Cadez 2. Um, Real Betis 2, Real Valladolid 0. Uh, Real Sociedad and Real Madrid played to a 0-0 draw. Um, and then there's a couple of matches that were postponed. Uh, Sevilla and Elche. Uh, Levante and uh, Atletico Madrid also postponed. And Athletic Club and Barcelona played today. I don't have those results. And I also don't have the results for Granada Alaves, but I will, uh, I'll post that on Twitter for those interested. Um, all right. And then last but not least is the Bundesliga. So I've been waiting for this for a while. Um, oh, I can't tell you guys how much I do not like Bayern Munich, but, uh, so we, Bayern started the season off. They had a match on Friday or excuse me, Saturday. They played the first match. Um, it was Bayern 8, Schalke 0. I mean, they put on a show at home. Um, you know, the, the European 
Doja Pokal and Bundesliga champions. So uh, Lewandowski looked great. I mean, Serge Gnabry looked great. Thomas Muller looked great. Everybody looked good. You know, they had some youngsters that were scoring. Um, it was just, I don't know. They're, they're just a great team. I mean, I don't know what else to say. I don't like them, but they're a great team. Um, we had Cologne 2, Hoffenheim 3, Union Berlin 1, Augsburg 3. Eintracht Frankfurt and Arminia Bielefeld played to a 1-1 draw. Werder Bremen 1, Hertha Berlin 4, VfB Stuttgart 2, Freiburg 3. I know I talked a bunch last week about how much I do not like Freiburg. Um, Stuttgart did not play well to start this match. Um, their second half was, was much better. Um, I'm pretty sure it was 3-0 at half. And, uh, you know, they, they had some, they had plenty of chances. They had plenty of chances to, uh, to level it, you know, finish the game off with a point, but they just weren't able to do it. Um, I, I, you know, I just, I have hope for the future. Um, they just, they showed me that they can, you know, when it, you know, they get behind that they can, you know, still put in the effort to win or, you know, at least to try to level the game. They didn't give up, which is great, but, um, I much rather have them score eight goals a game and be bored, you know. So um, they're playing against Mainz I'm on the road this weekend. Definitely be watching it and looking forward to seeing if they can carry that momentum into the next game, even though they lost their first match. But you know, it's like a welcome back to the Bundesliga type thing. Um, let's see. We had uh, Borussia Munchen, or excuse me, Borussia Dortmund three, Borussia Mönchengladbach zero. On Sunday, we had uh, RB Leipzig three, uh, Mainz one. And Wolfsburg and Bayer Leverkusen played to a 0 0 draw. So those are the scores in the top five in Europe. Um, I'm going to take another quick break. This will be my first show, I think, ever doing two breaks. Um, but I'll be back and enjoy this message from our sponsor. Welcome back. So, a um, little bit of news, uh, some transfer news. Uh, Luis Suarez jumped ship, and he is at Atletico Madrid now. Um, be interesting to see how he does there. Hopefully, he doesn't bite anybody. I know for a while there was talk that he was going to go to Juventus, um, which would have been weird because everybody remembers what was it, 2014 in Brazil when he bit uh, Chiellini. Couldn't imagine them two being teammates, but you know things happen um so it'll be it'll be good to see how he fits in at uh, atletico madrid uh, diego simeone is the manager still there obviously um i don't really see atletico madrid um like i don't think they really need him too much but who knows i mean it, you know he's still a great player i think he's like 32 to 33 years old um and hopefully maybe this will be his last stop before he goes to the mls i don't know who knows but uh yeah that's a that's a move that uh that just happened um, also, um, the Dutch national team has got a new coach after Ronald Koeman meant to, uh, went to, uh, Barcelona to become the manager, Frank De Boer, who was the, um, the coach for Atlanta United in the, um, the MLS here in the States. Um, he's taken over the job as the, uh, the Dutch national team coach. Um, you know, he was, he played for the Dutch national team, I think 112 times or something like that. Um, be interesting to see 
how he does. He signed a two-year deal, so he'll be with the club or with the national team, I should say, until right after the uh, the World Cup in uh, in 2022. So it was only two years away, and um, you know he was on the I guess he was on the World Cup team as an assistant coach back in like 2010 when they when they play Spain in the final. So um, you know, good luck to him. Uh, hopefully, he does well. Uh, he did. He definitely did well in uh, Atlanta. I think Atlanta won the the league in like their first uh, their first year. Um, he was definitely a big name to to come to the U.S. So yeah, I wish him wish him luck. Um, let's see what else do I have here. Oh, UEFA they uh, they made the announcement for manager of the year um, for men's manager of the year. Uh, let's see, there's three people. Uh, we got Julian Nagelsmann from RB Leipzig. Uh, Jurgen Klopp, Liverpool, and Hansi Flick from Bayern Munich. And also for the UEFA Men's Player of the Year, the three finalists. This is the first time in like 10 years that uh, either Ronaldo or Messi are not on this list. So this is pretty big. Um, you got Kevin De Bruyne from Man City, Robert Lewandowski from Bayern Munich, and Manuel Neuer also from Bayern Munich. So... Based on those three players, I think you can tell who I hope wins it. He probably won't, though. Um, Kevin De Bruyne, you know, great player. He had a phenomenal season. He had 20 assists in, in the Premier League, which is crazy. Um, I guess still chasing the record. I think it was set by Thierry Henry. Um, he he won the Premier League Player of the Year. Um, great player. I mean, he's just, he's just amazing. But me personally, I think that Robert Lewandowski is going to win it. Um, he had like 55 goals in all competitions. So Champions League, uh, Deutsche Pokal. I don't know if they count the Super Cup in that. Um, he just, he just had a great year. There's no Ballon d'Or going to be awarded this year, but you know, most people believe that he would have won it had there been one, um, which, you know, I think he's deserving of it, you know, so he probably will win UEFA's, uh, men's player of the year. Um, and, you know, Manuel Neuer, he's had a, a pretty decent last couple of seasons. Um, I would say he had a great comeback. You know, back in 2018, people were saying he was washed up after Germany, you know, got bounced from the uh, the World Cup in the group stages. You know, he's had a couple of, you know, I want to say injuries, but he's stuff that he's come back from. And he just, you know, he, he didn't look like himself. Uh, he had a good, you know, last season, 2019, 2020 was, was a good season for him. So... Uh, I mean, obviously, he's in the he's in the final three. So, as far as the managers, that one is tough um, because you got Hansi Flick, coach of Bayern Munich. They won the Deutsche Pokal, Bundesliga, and the Champions League. He wasn't even the manager to start the season, and uh, Bayern Munich still ended up winning all of that. You know, then you got Jurgen Klopp, won the Premier League and the FIFA Club World Cup, um, winning the Premier League. After not winning the English top flight for 30 years for Liverpool is pretty big. Um, he'll never have to pay for a beer ever again in Liverpool. Um, but I just don't know if it's enough to get over Hansi Flick, a coach who, like I said, didn't even start the season with the team. And then you have Julian Nagelsmann, coach of RB Leipzig. He used to be the coach of, I want to say he was the coach of Hoffenheim at one point. Um, the team did well. I mean... They, uh, they went deep into the Champions League. They didn't win anything, 
Um, but you know they had they had a good year. So, and you know they started off this season uh, basically the way they ended last year. Um, you know, winning. So I mean, they didn't win the Champions League last year or anything like that, or the Bundesliga. But you know, still a great team. And now this year they're doing it without Timo Werner. You know, who was like their main goal scorer for like the last two or three seasons. So, um, yeah. So we'll see. We'll see how that works out. Um, hopefully, Kevin De Bruyne wins it for the uh, Men's Player of the Year. That's what I want. Um, I just don't like Bayern. I'm sorry, but uh, yeah. You know, um, I got a, this weekend. I plan on watching a lot of games. Um, got all my sports packages figured out. You know, got everything done. Um, but uh, one of the things, another thing that I'm looking forward to is FIFA 21. I already purchased it, um, but, you know, the, the PlayStation 5, I'm a PlayStation player. PlayStation 5 comes out um, around the middle of November. I told my wife last year I didn't want anything for Christmas because I didn't know how much the PS5 was going to cost this year. Now we know how much it's going to cost. I don't need the one, the $500 one that you can put a disc into. I haven't used a disc in a PlayStation in I don't know how many years. Um, but I missed the pre-order window. I, I completely missed it. Or, well, I didn't miss it. They just sold out in like, you know, less than like a minute everywhere. Walmart, Target, online, everywhere. And uh, so I was pretty disappointed. So I don't know if when they come out on November 12th or whatever day it is in November, if I'm going to be able to get one. But I'm still looking forward to playing FIFA 21. Um, I've always put an open invitation out there to you guys, to anybody that wants to play me. Um, so far, I've only had a few takers. Um, I, you know, I haven't played with Joel and Louie from uh, the Soccer Stupid podcast in a while. I think they kind of didn't want to play with me anymore because I was putting in that work on them, you know. But I will say Var from there, he, he kicked my ass the one time he played me. But I haven't played online uh, probably since the last time I played those guys, which was months. I think I was still living in the Airbnb um, the last time I played them. So um, I'm looking forward to it, to FIFA 21 coming out. We'll see what they change because, like I you know, tell people, I'm primarily a career mode player. I don't really play foot or ultimate team. I just, just don't like it because it's too much of a pay-to-win, pay-to-play to get the good players at least. I don't really like doing that. Uh, plus, I don't have time to just constantly play and play and play games to build up coins, even though I do play a lot. But I don't want to do it just so that I can have the opportunity to win a player that isn't really going to matter or a player that I can essentially build myself through my youth academy in career mode. That was me geeking out a little bit, but, you know, it is what it is. So um, but like I said, I'm definitely, definitely looking forward to that. So um, I think that's going to wrap it up for this week's show um if you guys have any questions you can always feel free to email me hit me up on twitter or instagram uh, obviously i'll leave all that information in the show notes and uh i just want to thank all you guys for listening um you know i have a pretty loyal fan base and i, I enjoy it i appreciate you guys um again sorry i'm late with the show uh, all right so i hope you guys have a great week stay safe watch some games Wash your hands, wash your mask, and just, uh, you know, take care of yourselves. So thanks for listening. I will talk to you guys next week. And uh, yeah, that's it. All right, bye.